0: amen i am your running host dean thompson today we will check in with a run for god 5k challenge class and we'll also talk about why hope is not enough in and of itself joining me once again to talk about it is run for god founder mitchell hollis
1: thanks for having me dean how was your week been it's been good
0: yeah it's been good the weather though holy smokes it's been hot Got this hot week.
1: again yeah i was uh i went out for a Three mile run yesterday with Keith. I've been running with Keith some. He's been kind of holding me accountable as I'm getting back into the running, and man, we struggled. Yeah, it, it was, was hot yesterday hot afternoon. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And then y'all didn't come out there. I thought I didn't know the cross country team wasn't practicing at Grove level. That's yeah. usually another accountability for me, is you know, going yeah. backwards against them and kind of holding <laughs> us accountable. So it was it was a struggle. Two of us out there.
0: Uh, yeah, I ran with them yesterday, and um, it was. Uh, yeah, it was tough. Yeah. Was tough. But you know, you called it a couple of weeks ago. You said we got one more hot
1: spell that's, that's coming. I hope it's the last one. you it, know so. sometimes we get bit in October. <laughs> we do. we we'll get those temperatures. Hey, before we get on to the sponsor, I wanted to uh I listened to yours and John's podcast yesterday. Well done. Well thank you. He is you a <laughs> in in the in the space of endurance sports, he is the most interesting man in the world.
0: He really is interesting, <laughs> I mean, isn't he? The Renaissance
1: yeah. man of endurance stuff. So many layers of that yeah. guy, isn't there? Yeah. I mean you talked about it. I was just blown away that he was he's the number one athlete, the number one member for USA triathlon. And you even said it. It's just like it's just one of the layers for him. But yeah. I mean so, I'm a I'm a triathlete junkie, so that's just incredible to me that he was
0: so, sort of like he just dropped the thing where he said yeah i'm a pilot and i used to fly out to do bike rides just that was just kind of just one extra thing <laughs> yeah. you know for me
1: that fly would be out like the desert to ride a bike and then <laughs> load your bike back up and come back home yeah it's just uh he's a uh, an interesting, interesting person for yeah sure. I hope
0: everybody enjoyed
1: that yeah yeah Hey, before we get started, let's talk about our sponsor this week. Uh, Again, if you have a business and you want to support what we do here at Run For God and allow us to support your business in the process, uh, you can send an email to runlanehollis at gmail.com. But this week's sponsor is our good friend Brandon Combs with State Farm. When you make the right decision, it feels good, like picking the perfect accent rug. Are choosing a good night's sleep over an all night crime show binge it feels really good to make the right insurance decision too that's why state farm agent brandon combs is right here in dalton georgia to help you select the right protection at the right price brandon will make sure you understand your state farm coverage so that you will know what it to expect when the unexpected happens with brandon combs state farm it's easy to make the right choice just give him a call uh, when you want to make the right deal like a good neighbor state farm is there and again we can't say enough about brandon um his he's organization is better
0: than jake he's better than jake from state farm
1: yeah he is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure yeah for sure <laughs> yeah they need to put him in the commercial that's right that's right so, uh, yeah brandon but yeah they're kind of like a dynasty you know brandon owns another office now uh i forget where he told me it was his dad owns another office in L.A.J. now huh. um they're Brandon's grandfather was in the State Farm business. His uncle was in the State Farm business. So around North Georgia, Combs and State Farm kind of go together. Yeah. So it's kind of a dynasty. But Brandon is bet is for sure the best one of the family. Yeah. And and I don't care if his dad hears that or not. So, uh, <laughs> you uh, and his dad go back a <laughs> ways. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, go check him out. Go 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 see Brandon down at State Farm
0: great well we had a run club social post from last week that i really liked and um, this one came from countdown mary Um, mary priolo for those of you who don't know who countdown mary is she says 40 down eight to go nothing is inconsequential to god let that sink in lean into that All week long, probably even longer than that, I have been dreading the half marathon training week uh, 10, 12 mile run. Most long runs, uh, most long runs these last 10 weeks have not felt great. Some haven't even felt good. Not sure why. I mean, it's not like I haven't done this in the past. I made it past the half marathon last year to the marathon. Why has it been so tough this year? So all week long, I've been psyching myself up posting inspirational quotes watching y'all in this group do your training runs getting motivated to get out there and get it done and I prayed but this morning it was different usually my prayers to God about running they're cursory don't let me fall keep my legs from hurting keep my mind open don't get me wrong God is is with me all the time when I run I use it as time to talk to Him and pray for others, family, friends, work, the world, those in need, you know, the big things. This morning, though, I got down on my knees and I prayed to God for me for this particular run. I prayed for restoration. I prayed for strength. I prayed for joy in the mere act of running. I felt small in asking God for something so inconsequential to the world as as a whole. Why on earth would he focus on one run for one little girl who, in the grand scheme of things, is so blessed beyond measure? Well, this 12-mile run was so awesome. I can't even explain how good each mile felt. Not once was there any doubt. Not once was there any pain. Not once was there anything but pure joy. Hashtag, can I get an amen? Our God is the God of all. How dare I put him in a box by thinking he couldn't be all things to all people, including me. Y'all, our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God. Two weeks until the Clearwater Rock and Roll Half Marathon, and I am restored, stronger, and finishing out this training plan with all the joy found in the manger on Christmas morning. Thank you to my God who loves me immensely, even in the inconsequential things. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. That's Philippians 4, 6. Hmm.
1: Countdown, Mary. You got to love her. Yes. What a great perspective. I mean, we all get there. We do. We all get to those low points, and we just got to Sometimes we got to do like Mary. I mean, we take it to God. But I saw a post this morning that that I almost shared on uh, the the run club social group. Uh, but it just it, this is a post that you and I both would like. But it said, "Blah blah blah, go run." Yeah. And you know, sometimes we just need that attitude. Just take, give it to God. Yeah. And say, "God help me out here and go run." Yeah. And uh, that's exactly what she did. But so many times we get discouraged. It's it's hot. It's raining. It's whatever. Um, but if you, if you keep at it and I'm learning this right now too, as I'm coming back to running from walking for a couple of years, um, if you keep at it, it, those runs will get easier. Yeah. You'll, you'll still have tough days, sure. but man, those, those good days, I had one a few days ago. Um, they carry you through those tough ones like yesterday when it was 92 degrees. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, what a, what a great post by Mary. And I think you can
0: hear her heart in this, you know, how she got to the point where it was, it was just, it was, it we got to the point where it's burdensome. She mm-hmm. didn't want to do it, but she wanted deep down inside of her, she wanted to feel that joy. Mm-hmm. And when, when we have this yearning like that and we ask God for things, no matter how small he, he just, you know, he, he wants us to be happy Yeah. and that doesn't happen all the time in everything we do, but um but when your heart is pure like that I think yeah. it makes a big difference you know first Corinthians 10 31 whether you eat drink or whatever you do do all for the glory of God he he wants to be in all of these tiny little things that we do yeah. and I, I mean we're all guilty mm-hmm. you know it's I'm really bad about you you're not you're not like this so much but I am if, if I'm there's a there's a, a local guy here and he's actually one of our sponsors Um And I needed to get in touch with him, and I'm real. I know he's super busy, so I'm real reluctant to try to get in touch with him because I don't. I don't want to bother him. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes we're like that with God. Hmm. You know, I don't want to bother God with that. And the truth is, just like in this case, Jamie, um, Jamie wants to talk to me. Sure, right. But in my mind, it's like, oh, I don't want to bother him, right. you know. And God wants to talk to us, even though in our mind we're thinking,
1: well, we do it, it, our, it in our runs, just like Mary's talking about here. Yeah. She, she just knew this twelve mile run was going to be horrendous. Yeah, you know, had it had this horrible run built up in her head. But if you just keep doing things, it gets better. Yeah, she had a breakthrough, and yeah, uh, yeah that's pretty cool.
0: Well, one of my favorite yeah. prayers I ever prayed. And, and the reason why is because of what Mary's talking about here it's such a small tiny little thing so we were in this was we were actually at the triathlon um, national championships and I went out for a run one day there near Cincinnati and um, I had to go to the bathroom and it was just it, you know how it is you get in the middle of a run and you just gotta go and I've got some that's that's a burden I carry for my running is is a, this happens to be frequently And I usually can find a way to, you know, find a place or, you know, there's always some place close by. Well, Mm -hmm. there was no place. There was nothing. It was just this was a big, big neighborhood. Mm -hmm. There was nowhere for me to go. There were no stores open. There There was nowhere for me to go. And so I literally stopped in the middle of my run and I got down on my knees in the middle of my run. I said, God, please take this away from me. And it's never happened before. I've wow. never been able to run through it. Yeah. And do you know, I finished that run with no problems whatsoever. He took it away. Wow. A simple, nothing, like, what kind of request is that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. they, you, they don't get any smaller or yeah. in, more inconsequential than that. But I, it was such, and I, I think about that prayer all the time, as small and tiny as it was. Yeah. B- because of just how bold. God was and saying, yeah, I can do that. And uh, it was it was just awesome. Wow. So, yeah. Good word. We had a trivia question last week that was a little simpler than some of our other trivia questions have been. We put a lot of stress on our feet. Do you know how many bones are in a human foot? And you said you had missed it by one when you uh, guessed. I said
1: 27.
0: Yep. And it's 26 bones that are in our foot. Um, there's eight distinct types of bones we have in our foot we have our tarsals and metatarsals and the phalanges those are the ones i think we think about most of the time and then uh, there's a huge cuneiforms talus navicular and cuboid bones so the the seven tarsal bones the calcaneus is the one we think about because that's our heel bone mm-hmm. that's that really really hard bone that, that we stand on basically um, and it's the only bone in our foot that points upward all the other bones point downward i thought that was interesting the talus is a is kind of a, a a weird shaped bone on the outside of our lower portion of our ankle joint. It's the second largest bone in the foot. The cuboid um, is kind of a, a foot that that sits on the outside of your foot, and it's just it's it's really strange because you wonder you look at the cuboid and it just looks like this ball, this irregular shaped ball. It's like mm-hmm. why do we have that bone? You know, um, the cuneiforms are the three small bones that are closest to the metatarsals. Um, and then the navicular is this curved bone that sits kind of on top of all of that and in front of it. So these five metatarsal bones in each foot, um, they're similar to the bones, you know, when you look at your hand. They're very, very similar. Your foot and your hand are very, very, very similar. And um, they're numbered number one through five. And um, they all have, um, well, that... No, it's the phalanges. The, the, the second metatarsal bone is the longest of those, uh, while the first metatarsal, the the bone for your big toe, is actually the shortest of the metatarsals, hmm. which is it. You wouldn't think that, yeah. but it is. Um, but it is the thickest of the metatarsal bones, too. Therefore, that one doesn't typically get injured very often. But our second metatarsal and our fifth metatarsal are the ones where most injuries happen to the metatarsals when you have them. And then the phalanges are the toes Hmm. and um, each toe consists of three separate bones uh, and two joints except for the big toe which only has two bones and one joint Um, and that's the distal and proximal phalanges Um, so the phalanges make up 14 of those 26 bones in our foot are those phalanges so basically our toes our toes uh from the middle of our toe or the base of our toes up you
1: know i never thought i would know need to learn that much about bones in the foot well but now you know now i know right i'm much smarter today than i was when i walked in here dean that's right so thanks yeah you were very welcome <laughs> <laughs> hey let's talk about uh what's going on around we've got a lot going on right now um we're putting the final touches on the coaching dashboard we're a little bit delayed but we were hoping to have that done by now but we're, we're trying to make it right we're shooting the final video <laughs> later today for that uh, we're neck deep in the 2023 couch to marathon planning. Uh, and we do have a start date. It's January the 23rd, 23. So one 23, 23. one, two, three, two, three is the start date for the couch to marathon 2023. So I want to challenge everybody out there right now. Go ahead and start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Number one, jump back in it with us again. Mm-hmm. Number two, bring five to 10 people with you. Mm-hmm. But you know, and I'm not saying be deceivious here. Is that a word, Decevious? <laughs> I like that. Is deceivious a word? The, devious. De- devious and <laughs> deceiving at the
0: same time. That, so that's an interesting word. So
1: don't be <laughs> devious. Not devious is not the right word. Don't deceive people, but get them to sign up for the 5K challenge. Yeah. Don't put the whole plan out in front of them. Sign them up for the 5K challenge and get them to start with you January the 23rd, 2023. And then when you get to week 10, once they've got through all those big breakthroughs, say, hey, this actually goes on for the rest of the year. Do you want to join me? And you never know what's going to happen. So pray about that. Think about it. Uh, Joining us in 2023, like I said, it's January 23rd is the start date. But think about getting some people to join you. By you know, obviously by that point we'll have the coaching dashboard up. You can make it official. You can you know become a coach in your community. That's that's the secret sauce behind this ministry. It's where it started, mm-hmm. is coaches and communities and churches. Um, obviously, we're starting week three of the the Christmas five K challenge this week. Which is pretty cool. That's yeah. uh, that's going to be a cool race, and we're just under three weeks away from the Cannonball Half Marathon. Uh, now, I've got I've got to say something here. I will not be there. Um, I had this plan since last year. It's been on my calendar. The marathon is on my calendar, but for some reason, my niece has decided to get married.
0: Yeah, got to be this. And there.
1: she has decided to get married on the day of the Cannonball Half Marathon. So. Holly and I really agonized over it because we actually thought about just coming onto the race and saying, look, we've had this on the, but it's my brother's daughter. I, I can't do that. We, yeah. we just can't do that. Yeah. So we will not be at the cannonball. You will be there. Gay and Shannon will be there. You uh-huh. and Debbie will be there. Angie and Patrick will be there. So have plenty of representation. We're going to have a tent set up at the start finish line. Uh, we'll be getting all those details out here in the next week or so, uh, but we'll have a huge presence, but it just stinks that I can't, Um, be there.
0: Well, and you know what they say about forgiveness versus permission. You know, when the boss isn't there, you tend to do stuff that you might not do. Otherwise we might do something
1: really. Well, Gray runs the show around here. So the boss will be there. Well, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) You got a point there. Yeah. So, so yeah, I got a lot going on here. We're really excited about everything that's going on. And uh, the new website is continuing to do great. New members coming on every day. uh, And we're, You know, we always start first of November on the big push for the couch to marathon uh, starting in January. So you'll start to see those ads. Uh, We would be honored if you would help us get the word out about it. You know, everybody listening, because um, we do paid advertising. But the biggest advertising we have is word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, Always has been, always will be. So, um,
0: yeah. And if you're on the fence about the half marathon and, you know, even if you just want to go out there and walk it. No good. just uh get off the fence and and come do it come join us it's it's going to be fun i'm sure of that uh greensboro is a a cool little town so let's uh let's all meet out there and and uh and you know the greatest thing about these things is not even the race the greatest thing is just the getting together i'm going to talk about that later so uh so yeah so if you if you're on the fence get off the fence and join us
1: social media
0: Nope.
1: grocery store tabloids The newspaper? Not usually. The national news? Are you serious? Is there any media source these days that only shares a
0: positive message? A lot of the media we take in each day can be pretty negative. Why not make the decision right now that your music will only be positive? Sign up for an account at jradio.com today and download the app in your app store. With music for every moment and
1: entirely positive Christian message, it'll be nice to hear things going right for a change.
0: All right, so have you, have you signed up for J Radio yet? Just heard that from J Radio. They're, uh, these folks that, that run J Radio are responsible for what we do here with mm-hmm. this podcast. And without them... We wouldn't have this podcast, and so uh, so please at least take a take a good look at them. I'll tell you what I spend so much time these days listening to podcasts that I hardly listen to music anymore. Really, I really, and I love music, but I listen to music like if I'm on my lawnmower. Yeah, I put on my noise canceling headphones, and, <laughs> and you know, uh, other than that, I listen to I listen to people talking all the time.
1: <clears throat> we had a uh, I, you know I run the sound at my church, and uh, there's a guy that he does it you know, we kind of alternate ways. There's two or three of us that, that help out doing it. And, uh, there's a new guy that came in and last night we were at, um, uh, band practice and I was, uh, running the sound and the new guy came in and he started mixing the sound and it sounded completely different than, I'm not saying bad. It's just, it was completely different than I mixed the sound. Yeah. And, um, uh, the uh we have a we have a guy that comes in to help us every now and then he's like a professional he does like big productions and stuff and so he he kind of gives us pointers on the sound and and so i called him last night when we left and and i said jordan i said am i doing something wrong because the guy that came in to help he's got a lot more knowledge about it than i do he's a he's a sound guy and uh i said am i doing something wrong because the way i mix sound is completely different than the way this other guy came in and and mixed it. And he said, no. He said, I found through the years that people mix sound based on what they listen to. Mm -hmm. And he said, I will guarantee you that the guy that came in and started mixing sound behind me last night listens to talk radio. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He said, because he likes everything kind of equalized and pretty loud. And he said, I can tell that you listen to like praise and worship music like i, I do i listen to j103 yeah. j radio because you like the dynamic you like you're mixing sound like you hear it in the car yeah. most people mix sound like they hear it in the car and he said i'll guarantee if we ask him next week he listens to talk radio because everything kind of sounds the same yeah it's not bad it's just different right and uh, i thought that was very interesting it, you, it you is talk interesting. about listening to talk radio now i wonder how you you mix music. Because you, you do sound at your church, don't you? I do. Um, but I tend to
0: mix mine the way I listen to music, not not the, the okay. talk radio thing. Yeah. So
1: you know what he's talking about.
0: I do. I know exactly what he's talking okay. about. Yes. As a matter I, of fact, this podcast, the sound from this podcast is a little bit different than most, than podcasts. most podcasts. And it's because of...
1: There's more depth, I think, in this podcast yeah, than a lot of them.
0: And that's because of the way that... I prefer to listen to my music. Hmm. Yeah. So that yeah, is that is interesting. It's the same thing happened in in, in our situation at our church where I'd been doing the sound pretty much myself and then you know we would have somebody every once in a while just come in and just kind of maintain. But I was the one that was doing all that stuff. We had a new guy come in who's who's done it in another church. Yeah. And so he had he had lots of experience and he's making all these changes. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm I'm okay with it. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. It's it all sounds good. And his sounds just as good as mine does. Just yeah. as, it sounds it's just different. different. Yeah. yeah, and it's all good. Yeah, you yes, know, running's a lot like that too, isn't it? Yeah, you know, some <laughs> people like to run on trails and some people like to run on roads. Yeah. It's, it's we're all different. It's all it's it's. But awesome.
1: if we don't watch it. it, we'll get hung up on that because That's as it. soon as he started moving all the dials, and I'm thinking, I haven't saved that. I haven't. I didn't yep. save my settings and everything. And but I'm like, just chill out. This guy knows what he's doing. It's just different than what I do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's fun to learn new stuff that way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we've lived and heard many stories about the 5K Challenge classes. We've seen big classes. We've seen small classes. I think half of Vandalusia, Alabama has been through a Run for God class. (laughs) Yeah. You got uh, Ben's classes up in Ohio, uh, Westerville, Ohio, and uh, that has kind of, Help transform that church a little bit yeah. so right we've seen you know these these classes and there's so many others i'm not mentioning sure. you know um, molly you know with the kids yeah. um you know the, we've seen videos of her classes that are just they're so joyful yeah and we've just seen so much um and i mean is there anything better than week eight yeah. know, we've when, when we had 20 minute run Ah. Uh, Gosh, just watching people—just the tears, the breakthroughs. I've seen more tears on week eight than I have than at the um, finish lines. Line. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, we have the stories of people who uh, they found Christ in weeks nine and ten, and yeah. of course, those are even the best best ones because that's what the program is all about. Right? Sure. Well, this week Scott Kaufman um, gives us an update on how his first Run for God 5K challenge went, and I thought. This is cool because this is what this is the presentation that he gave to his church to let them know how it went. So from from Scott Kaufman, this is called an update to my church on our first run for God 5K challenge. And he says, I presented this to my church on July 24th. Also posted the service on run for God Facebook page. Journal entry, April 5th, 2022, our first run for God group run 15 runners. 14 walkers it was so nice all who were present left with smiles 65 degrees light wind pleasant last journal entry July 16th 2022 8 a.m 85 degrees (laughs) hot race day nine runners 10 walkers three medal winners Tim Bick second overall Sonny Kaufman first in age group Janie Pyatt second in age group a great day to run for God I'm so proud of everyone for the past 15 weeks, our team ran and walked together. We found out how you can find God in a runner's space. We had attacks from Satan with injuries and doubts, and there were both illnesses and victories too. This was never more prevalent than when, we are, when our planned race was canceled just 10 days after our class started. April 25th, journal. We found out that our planned race, America's Birthday 5K, was canceled. A team without a race. Looking for a Saturday race, I came upon Becca's 5K, a race to blackout melanoma. Becca's story of faith and courage in the face of death is both encouraging and heartwarming. I knew God had canceled the America's Birthday 5K for a purpose. Jeremiah 29.11 Our team wasn't surprised by Satan's presence in our class. After all, Jesus said in John 16.33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. As a team running for God, we overcame, we prayed, we encouraged each other, laughed, and shed some tears. I'm so proud of our first Run for God team. If you participated in any way, whether you made it to uh, one class or 12 or something in between, please stand. Know that you were and are an inspiration to our team and to our church. I thank you and applaud you. I'd like to recognize those who finished Becca's 5K uh, man, was it hot. But we rejoiced because July sixteenth, 2022 was the day that God gave us. I'd like to thank our church for providing a room for our class, our very own track to run or walk on, parking the parking lot encircled the church, and making available our gym to work out in on a couple of 100-degree St. Louis summer days. I also look forward to leading our second Run for God 5K Challenge spring of 2023, as well as a mini Run for God 5K Challenge this fall. To God be the glory. Hmm. You know, I think that sometimes the best classes are the ones where things don't go as planned. Yeah. You know, it, it's where we find God often or yeah. in the the little bit of stressful times. Mm-hmm. And that's what it sounds like happened here uh, in in their class.
1: Yeah, I can't help but think how many how many church parking lots around the country have been turned into tracks. Yeah. I know that's how we did it at our church. Yeah. I went out and marked off kind of 400 meters so we could kind of make it a track, but we could have the class in the church and then go out and run. Um, yeah, it just... Uh,
0: We're so it, spoiled it, at our church, aren't we? We literally <laughs> have a track. You literally like, have a track. Literally like... I don't know, twenty feet maybe from our parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, we're we're very fortunate.
1: Yeah, this is a this is an interesting submission because we've I don't think we've ever had a story submitted that was kind of a rundown of a class. Yeah. So I, I would like to see more of these. Yeah, I yeah. This is I like I like to have these vivid you know detailed. we see some accounts on you know the social media and things like that of people posting, yeah. but. I love how how Scott detailed this class, and I I can't wait to see Scott's next class. He said, I'm going to have a mini 5K challenge this fall. I hate to break it to Scott, but I don't think that's going to be the case. (laughs) We see it over and over, especially that he presented it to his whole church. Yeah, Scott, there are plenty of people sitting out there in the pews that watched what y'all did the first time, Mm -hmm. and they're saying if, you know, Betty can do that, then I'll do it next time. Like I said, I had yep. 14 in my first class. Right along with what you're doing, I had over 200 in my second class. Yep. So uh, we see that all the time. Yeah, we do. The second class bump, we call it. And um, so yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know that his his fall class will be very many. It may be, Maybe. but if it if it holds true to what we've seen in the past, it's going to bring people out of the woodwork. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I
0: couldn't help but think he's talking about how hot it was that day. And of course, the fact that it was so hot that day, well, is going to make it more memorable. Yeah. I was talking to somebody who was in one of my classes um, recently, and she was reminding me that the first day of class, we had snow flurries and it was cold. And she was like, in her mind, she was like, what are we doing out here running in snow flurries? But she'll never forget it. In, in, our, in our area, of course, snow flurries are a rare thing. Right. So, um, yeah, but to your point, yeah. she will never forget that day because yeah. she went out there and did something hard. And it's uh, it just makes it even more special. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven through 13. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart.
1: <clears throat> you know, we we talk about this principle that I'm going to talk about right now. I talked about it yesterday with Keith. Guy, I ran with we. We. It seems like this always comes back up with us, and it's it's the idea of going through bad times. Um, I read this. You know, I've never Cause, actually. Cause
0: Keith just went through a tough. He time. He just right? had a stroke. That's right. He, young.
1: Yeah. And uh, but I've ne- I've read Jeremiah, but I've never actually studied Jeremiah. So I, I, I saw this verse this morning. So I thought I'm just going to start digging in. You know, in verse or chapter seven of Jeremiah is when God told Jeremiah not to even pray for these people. I mean, if you don't believe what I'm saying, go read it. Yeah. He said, "Don't even pray because I'm not even going to hear it." God had God had, had enough of the people living in Jerusalem at the time. They were building idols, they had done all these horrific things and God's like, "I'm done." Wow. I'm paraphrasing. Yes. But that's what it says. He mm-hmm. said he, he was telling Jeremiah, don't even pray for him because I won't even hear it. And God allowed them to become uh, captives. The Babylonians come and, and capture them. And I, I'm convinced that God did this to save them from themselves. Yeah. They were just yeah. becoming so self-destructive. These were God's chosen people. Um, and God even told them to get comfortable. <laughs> you know, you you look back in chapter C. he said, Go ahead and build houses, plant your gardens. He's basically saying, You're gonna be here for a while. And mm-hmm. captivity. I, I don't know. But anyway, this is when this is when he comes to this verse. And I want to go back up and, and read it. So so the children of Israel, the people in Jerusalem, were held captive in Babylon. God has basically said, get comfortable. You've you've messed everything up. It wasn't that long ago. I was even saying telling Jeremiah, "Don't even pray for you." But okay, I'm going to give you a second chance. And then he says, "For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you." Well, you know those people were thinking, "How are we how are you going to prosper us?" Right. We're in captivity. Yeah. Plans not to harm you. We're in captivity. <laughs> These people do not like us. Plans to give you hope and a future. They're they're thinking there is no hope. There is no future. Then, when you call on me and come to pray for, then when you call on me and come and pray to me, then I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I, this is why I say sometimes prosperity can be dangerous. It can be. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I don't believe in the prosperity gospel, but I also don't think prosperity is bad. Right. But this is why prosperity can be dangerous. They they were they were prospering in Jerusalem and they started turning to these idols and worshiping different things and um God's people were making idols for themselves, but we do the same thing.
0: It's so easy to forget about God when things are going well. When things well. are good.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's why we have to step back. Now does does God cause us to go through hardships. I I don't I don't think that's the case. I think he allows it. Uh, And there's a big difference there. God's not gonna cause I don't think God is gonna cause evil things to happen in our life, bad things to happen in our life. That's just not his nature. Just like it's not in my nature as a father to my kids to cause bad things to happen to my kids, but every once in a while I'll allow it. Well, because every, there's a lesson there to learn.
0: Well, and every once in a while, you've got to do something. You have to take affirmative action, right, to create a stressful situation for them, right. And, and I think that God.
1: But thinks. today, I mean, we we don't have wooden images today, right? But we have iPhones. That's right. We don't have um, we don't have gods that we. Well, I say most people don't have gods, other gods that they pray to. as as children of God, but we've got CNN or Fox News. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have all these things that replace God every day just like they did all these thousands of years ago.
0: We actually have more of them. We have more of them. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And we have to be careful because nowadays it's not as blatant, but it's just as dangerous. Mm -hmm. You know, it's to have a wooden carved image, that's that's pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. But for that to be your iPhone, it's it's not as it's not as blatantly and in your face, but it's just as destructive. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I I just found that um I found it interesting yeah. that that God was basically just about to write them off. Yeah. And 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 in His nature, He said, "Okay, I'm going to give you a path back, but the path's not going to be easy." Yeah. And so many times we we have these opportunities to come back to god but sometimes we complain because it's hard when we put ourselves in those situations and i don't know i just thought that was kind of interesting uh it's a it's a different look on on the book of jeremiah and and what happened and um i don't know it's just a warning to us
0: for sure yeah well i look at this particular verse and I think about how you know we don't put a ton of planning, we don't coordinate so much these podcasts, and um, they just they just kind of come out, mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing. I look at this one in particular, and he how this this verse meshes so well with what he's talking about, and then when you hear what I wrote, mm-hmm. it, it just goes right, right along with all of this, and it just all meshes together, and that happens week after week. It does, and it's. Uh, it, and it goes to this broader point of that's how God's planning works. When we do our best, I think, to to be obedient to what God wants us to do, there are just more favorable outcomes. And I think it's because God is, is working those things out for mm-hmm. us. In the, in the, and we don't recognize it a lot of times as God is working those things out. Right. But I'm convinced that he is. And um, yeah, but I, again, I think it all comes down to the end of that, where he says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Mm-hmm. That's that's the key. Because so
1: that. many times, and it's, it's funny that he uses with all your heart, because we are so half-hearted many times. Yeah, yeah. It's like, God, I'm going to do this. I, I want you to come and bless it. Yeah. That's not how it works. Yep. You know, we like David Hendricks always used to say, I want to find where God's working and go there. That needs to be our, our posture all the time. It's not, let let me figure out what I want to do and get God to join me. It's go join God wherever he's at. Yeah. And sometimes that is not our plans. You, we talked about it just a while ago. You said sometimes the best classes are the ones that don't go as planned. Yeah. Well, whose plans are those? They're our plans. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> God, God don't use our plans. He, he's going to use his plan. Yep. And if we're there to be along beside it, we'll be blessed. Yep. But if if we're just trying to fight it the whole way, like I'm very guilty of doing, I I'm a planner, and and if things don't go as planned, sometimes I get out of sorts. I'm getting better about that. I think in my old age, you know, I was reminded that you know my younger days are behind me uh, from my children <laughs> a few weeks ago. I, I mentioned that on here, but yeah, I mean that's wisdom. You that's know, it. we we've got to learn to go where God is and and work there
0: that's it john sixteen thirty three. i have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world so he says it here we're gonna have trouble we know we're gonna have trouble it's it's not a it's a foregone conclusion mm-hmm. it's it, it is what it is but we get so surprised and we get angry when it happens uh, because it's not to your point it's not our plan It didn't go as we planned it, and so we get angry. Um, But we have this within us to be just like Paul and to no matter how bad things go and how things don't go according to our plans, we have the ability to rejoice. Paul didn't have plans of being in prison and writing letters to churches from prison. He Mm -hmm. didn't have that, but look what he did with it. Mm -hmm. Because he just said, "Okay, God, this is where you got me. I, I'll do what I can do from where I am." And uh, and a lot of times, that's all we've got to do. Um, I mean, it's
1: it's pretty simple, but it's it so is. Hard. But it's so hard to do. I yeah. mean, he, I'm I'm a I'm a you know, my wife and I and my kids. We did that enneagram thing, and I'm a one. <laughs> and and I struggle with finding. I struggle with finding with getting that mm-hmm. because I, I am such a planner, but where, where's the balance? Mm-hmm. Where's the balance between, you know, we're, we're taught to have goals and have process goals and, and, and all these things, but it's, we've got to hold on to that loosely. Yeah. And that's so contradictory to what we even teach in this program. You know, mm-hmm. you've got this 5k is your goal. You've got these three workouts or your process goals and you need to hit them. I just said it earlier, blah, 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 go run. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so regimented and so structured and that's good. But sometimes God's got a different plan and we've, we've got to, we've got to learn to have the mentality of, okay, God had something different for me today. I didn't get that run in and that's okay. That is hard. Yeah. I mean, and I'm using it in the context of running, but it's even harder in other aspects of your life. You know, you're, you're something happened to your child, and we've got to be okay with that because that's, that's part of God's plan. yeah and that's where it really gets hard. yeah, you know, the, the, the real trials in life, not missing a workout, but the big things that were not in our plans that are totally changing the trajectory of our life, we've got to learn to be okay with that, because just like Paul. Paul was not planning to be in prison. Yeah, but he sang and he proselytized to the gods. I mean, to the guards. While he was there, he made the best of what God gave him,
0: because he realized that God had his best interest in heart. Yeah. You know, we uh, our, our Dalton State cross country team. I was pretty rough on them after our last race, um, because we had some that just didn't have. A great day and it's like I told them. I said I can I can just make believe that everything's great and we're fine and we're fantastic and but that's not the truth mm-hmm. What I really and what I and what I know they want is they want to be the best they can be so I owe it to them sure. to say this is where we're going wrong and this is what we need to do to be the best we can be and um, and it's hurtful it's hurtful for me just like it is for God when he has to kind of gently correct us and point us in the right direction, and he sees us in these bad circumstances, I'm sure that God's not looking down at Paul and going, man, I'm so glad Paul's in prison. <laughs> you know, he's, he's not happy with it, but that's that's what it is, but he knows that good things can come from it. And that's where we have to recognize that just like those girls on this on our team had to recognize, okay— those words are a little hurtful, mm-hmm. but I know he's doing it because he cares and wants me to be able to reach the goals that I have set for myself. Sure, and uh, yeah, we've got to got to realize that that God is in control. Um, you know, I see some people um, that 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 have way bigger struggles. You know, Debbie, I, I've I've talked about Debbie before. Just yesterday we were talking, and I've been sick over the last few days, and uh, and I told her I said when I go and I run, I get through and my lungs hurt. And, um, and so I would tell her. I said, "You know, my my lungs hurt." I said, and I would follow it with, "Not that you would know what that's like, right.
1: you know." I'm gonna get any sympathy yeah. there.
0: But but at the same time, I said it a couple of times over a couple of days, and she said, "You know, you don't have to say that every time. I understand,
1: <laughs> you, you know,
0: because uh, but it, you feel guilty, yeah, you know, because. But at the same time, that struggle that she has with her lungs." She had somebody just last week that she was able to, that's ha, that's having just entering into that struggle right. that she's been in for years, and she's able to talk to that person. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Debbie calls it, she's a she's a SME, a subject matter expert <laughs> 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 on the on the idea of not being able to breathe very well. Right, and so she's able to share
1: with others a little bit of a little bit of hope. Well, she's taken a trial and she's turned it into a ministry. That's right. And man, that's that's I mean, Paul. Paul's ministry was prison for a time. Yep. Who, who thinks of that? I mean, who, we, we can't wrap our head, but it's a lesson to us that it doesn't matter the circumstance we're in. We need to give God the glory all the time. That's right. Psalm 118, 24,
0: the Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord hath made. So,
1: so when I read this, I thought, you know, I, I use the Thomas Nelson Study Bible and I thought there's gonna be some good stuff. I, I wanna I wanna dig into what the commentary says on this. You know, what blew me away. What it says nothing. Nothing. There is no commentary on this verse. But then it hit me. There's, it's pretty there's, straightforward. It's pretty straightforward. There's nothing else to say. <laughs> this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Period. Period. Not not circumstances. Not if it's a good day or things are going my way. You know, not if not if. Everything's perfect the stars are aligned This is the day that the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it Period Yeah crappy day great day okay day We we got to rejoice and be glad And don't take it lightly
0: Yeah no. I think we do that I think we do that we take we we take that verse and we take it a little lightly That no no God really did Right He 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 made this day for a reason and a purpose Question what is something that you had planned hey, you had planned for that got canceled and was replaced with something better?
1: I mentioned this a while ago that I was going to talk about this. I think about the, you know, we used to have the run at the mill, five K, 10 can half marathon mm-hmm. and COVID when, when COVID happened, we kind of, moved that to the church property and just made it a 5k you remember that that one year it was so weird we were yeah it was awkward time trialing people because we didn't want people to get close this was this was april of 2020 yeah. yeah yeah we didn't cancel the race but we moved so no, we no, no, we moved it to august that's right we yeah. moved it to august Yeah. um and it, it was just weird but i look at it now we've left it there and it's the run for god 5k weekend yeah, And what we've learned is that, you know, people are coming from all over the country for this free race. If you're a member of Run Club, yeah. you get this $35 race for free. And we have people coming in from all over the country because we have, you know, a barbecue dinner. We have some entertainment. We have the race. We all go to church together on Sunday. But it, it made me realize it's not about the race. Yeah it's about these people getting to know each other and love on each other. And the community that this club has built is just incredible. So that's my, the half marathon we can that, but we've replaced it with something that's something, I mean, just so much better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we still get a person every once in a while that says, wish we still had the half marathon. Yeah. But overall, right. It's way yeah, better yeah with what we're doing now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it's good to, to recognize that. I, I think back about, you know, I didn't, I'm a conservative very conservative person as far as taking chances. I don't mean politically. I mean when it, it when it, as it, I, I'm not a gambler. Right? right. I have yeah. I have been to Las Vegas and I placed two bets and I won them both and I'm never betting again. <laughs> yeah. uh, You're 100%. Uh, I I just, you know, I, I'm just not that. And it, what was funny is when I placed those bets I was like I'm going to place a bet for this amount of money and then when I got there I did half that because yeah. I, I'm just I'm still too conservative. Yeah. So my thing is is when I was working um, at the place I was working for 25 years, I was gonna retire there yeah because that's that's how I am. Yeah. I just I just keep doing what I'm doing because that's that's my comfort zone right God had different plans mm-hmm. and he worked things out to a point where it got really uncomfortable for me mm-hmm. um, during a period. But, man, I look back on it now, and I'm like, man, God is so wise yeah. and so smart. Yeah. And he had great plans, and as much as I wanted to fuss and argue and and stay in my comfort zone, um, it's so much better now.
1: How long did it take? I think I know the answer to this, but you, you were basically let go from that job. And, you know, looking back now, we knew that this was lining up. But how long did it take you to finally come to the conclusion okay God you know what you're doing here because it wasn't easy one month one month one month yeah
0: for a month um I felt really sorry for myself yeah and and it actually came to a there was a specific moment in time Mm -hmm. where it just hit me like just God just smacked me right upside the head and said what are you doing yeah you are my child Mm. and I've got plans for you. Get up off your rear end, <laughs> quit moping. That's right, and go to work. And he absolutely did that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it was it was it's it's cool to look back on it. Now. Yeah, the summer of 2022 has been quite hot. What joys have you experienced during these hot, sticky, yucky days? <laughs> this is a, an interesting question because you know what gets me through this idea of hot days versus cold days and just these extreme days. The thing that gets me through it is I look at kids, right? So our pool, we've we've got a pool, and right now that pool is cold.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It is not. I'm not getting in the pool. It's, right. it's not comfortable for me. I'm not getting in it. Now kids, yeah. kids will get in that pool and play in it all day. Their fingers will turn blue because Lips it's so are cold blue, in there. Yeah, but they don't care. Yeah, and they don't care because they're having a good time. Yeah, and the truth is, is that the uncomfortableness of the temperature of the water is inconsequential to the joy they have in being in the pool. Right. That's the way things should be for us. Mm-hmm. We should look at, and then when it, as it comes to, when it comes to running, we should look at running as it's worth it. You know, yesterday was a hot day to run. It's worth it though. You know, when I got through, it was like, yes, I, I did that. I got through it. And, uh, I ran with some of the high school kids. I had a good, you know, I had a good time talking with them and I was running back and forth on the road to some of the other other kids and it was we had one girl our, we've talked about before, Litzy. She fell yesterday, scraped her knee up mm. and um she finished her run. Yeah. And um it just all those things made me just forget about that heat. Hmm. So I think if we attack if we attack things like we're kids I, and just forget about it, just Put it in the back of your mind. I think we'll all be better off. Faith of a child. That's, that's the it. reason he said it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that sometimes being too hot or too cold or uncomfortable in any way is a luxury. Right? That's a that's a luxury that we right. have. You look at there's some countries they don't have air conditioning. Yeah. We will complain so bad <laughs> if it's a little too hot or a little too cold in a room. Yeah. And it's like there's places where they don't have that option. Right. It's whatever temperature it is outside that's what it is inside and um yeah it's being being uncomfortable sometimes is a luxury and uh, i think when we can get to that point we can put that in perspective um god will let us rejoice in this day Mm -hmm. a a little bit better yep last question are you thinking about leading a run for run for god 5k challenge what are you waiting for like the potato chip you can't just lead just one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I said it while well ago. I can't wait to hear about Scott's second class. Scott, yeah. if you're listening, which uh, I'm sure you are, we we want to hear a follow we want a follow up submission. Yeah. After that second class, for sure. Um, because I I have a feeling I know what's going to happen. But um, yeah, it's true. I mean, it, it is. We you and I don't lead them as much as we used to because uh, we're so busy with the day to day stuff. But man, I mean, I've got. I've got lifelong friends mm-hmm. that were made as a result, and and friends in our church that are they're still best friends that those friendships started. They're not, they're not the um, friendships that you would think would be made, yeah, because they you know maybe they're in two different age categories or different Sunday school classes, but these classes brought them together, and they're they're lifelong friends. Now I think about. You know, Gay and Tammy and Ginger and and all these people in our church, um, their friendships have gone far beyond Run For God. And that's that's what's really cool to see. Yeah,
0: that is cool. So if you haven't led a a class and you've thought about it, pull the trigger. Go ahead and lead a class because you will not regret it. Absolutely. Do you struggle with motivation to exercise? Are you looking for something that will challenge you and inspire and motivate you? The Run for God Run Club is just what you need to get off the couch and on your way to a fitter, healthier you. Stop trying to get into better shape and do it. With the help and inspiration of thousands of others who are going through the same challenges you face. Whether you're participating in the Couch to Marathon Challenge or just looking for a daily pick-me-up to get active, join the Run for God Run Club today. You can join for as little as 27 cents a day. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at www.runforgod.com. We're back and for the uh, couch to marathon bunch. The half marathon, it's
1: just right less here. than
0: three weeks away. It's coming up very, very
1: soon. Time has flown by. It seems it like we just got over the ten k. You know, I, somebody. You know how the the old I can say the old people in your life growing up, they're like, you just wait till you get older. Weeks just click by. And I thought about this just a couple of weeks ago. That is so true. Yeah. I mean, I, my week is usually pretty regimented. I do certain things at certain times of the week every week. You know how I am. Mm-hmm. And it's like I can't believe how fast everything moves. Does it is it even more so the older you get? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're you've got me by a few years. 100%. But it's yeah. uh, I mean, I'm I'm seeing what my dad told me <laughs> all those years ago and I just roll my eyes and it's so true. Um mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, time does does fly by a lot faster And of course we're going to be doing another Couch to Marathon plan next year So if, if you're out there And maybe you started with us In the winter And something came up You know, a job uh, moving, A life event An injury, any of those things Came up and got in the way You can start over again this coming January Because we're going to do it again and, and start
1: planning today yeah. I mean you you know the start date now mm-hmm. January that's, 23rd that's right. 2023 circle it go by your new calendar now circle that date mm-hmm. and just go I mean because part of part of being successful in something like a program like this is preparing for it mm-hmm. planning ahead and putting things in place that will help you succeed yeah um you know go ahead and you know if you feel like even though we don't say you do but if you feel like you need to lose a few pounds before you start this then by all means you've got time to do that now if you feel like you need to get um child care in order you've got plenty of time to figure that out now make do all the things now that will help you be successful starting January 23rd and and join us
0: yeah yeah I, the 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 Couch to Marathon this year, too, is going to be, you know, last year we were at the Disney Marathon mm-hmm. when we graduated, and we had over 150 people, as far as we know, that, that were there. And I remember standing up on those bleachers and watching everybody finish, and it was pretty cool. Man, it was tiring to stand up on those bleachers. <laughs> well, this year, where we're going to be, you can pull up a chair yeah. and watch people come by. That's going to be cool. Because it's going to be really, really, that last stretch is yeah. just open. And it's going to be great because you're going to be able to see people coming, and uh, it's going to be really, really cool this year. I'm really looking forward to Gulf Shores, Alabama. If you haven't heard, that's where the marathon is going to be this year. The race is run through these secluded trails; they're paved trails, um, but there, it's you don't have to worry about traffic. It's it's just nice.
1: And let me say this. Just because, you know, Dean, Dean talked to some of you about, you know, if, if life happened, join us next year. But if life happened and you're still in 5K shape, yeah, then join. I, I believe there's a 5K there, right? I think
0: there's a 5K. I think the 5K is the date night before. I yeah. think it's on yeah. I think and,
1: there's every race there. Yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe you're in half marathon shape. You don't have to come yeah. just because you're doing the marathon. Whatever stage you're at, come and join us. Because, mm-hmm. like we just talked about, the the Run for God weekend. It's not about the race. Yep. I mean the the cool part is getting to meet everybody, to see everybody, to hear the stories, and you you make lifelong friends there. How many people do we know that have best friends across the country now because of yeah. this ministry? It's not what you and I did. It's just that we're we're. We're connecting these dots, and it's it's just really cool to see.
0: And if you want to get fired up about next year, if you're not able to run the marathon this year, you want to get fired up about next year, watch some people finish the marathon this year because it will fire you up. For sure, that'll put an indelible print in your brain. All right, it's a time for Dean's thoughts, and that's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. Hope is great, but it's not enough by itself. You also need a plan. This is called Hope and a Plan. In the 1950s, Carl Richter, a Johns Hopkins professor, conducted some rather gruesome experiments on rats. He began with domesticated rats, 12 of them. One by one, he put the rats into large jars half filled with water. The idea was to see how long the rats would swim before they gave up and went under. The first rat swam at the top of the water for a short time and then dove to the bottom to find a way out. Not finding a way out, he swam onto the surface for a few minutes and then gave up. Two more of them did the same thing. But the other nine swam around the surface for days before finally giving up. He thought it was interesting how long these rats swam before giving up. If the domesticated rats swam that long, how much longer would wild rats be able to swim? After all, these wild rats were rough and tough, having to uh, scrape for everything they got. All 34 of the fierce and aggressive rats gave up within minutes of being placed in the water. Then he took the remaining rats and tweaked the experiment a bit. Just before the rats were going to give up and go under, he took them out of the water, dried them off, and cared for them before eventually putting them back in the water. This group of rats lasted much longer than the other wild rats. Why? Well, one word. Hope. Hope. Like the domesticated rats, they had discovered that there was always a chance they could be rescued. The rat experiment underscores the fact that we can always do more than we think we can. These rats who gave up quickly had the ability to do more. They chose to give up, to give up hope. Don't do that with your running or walking. If you're struggling, success could be around the corner. Keep struggling towards the finish line. I can't tell you how many, how many I've seen How many times I've seen a runner struggle for longer than expected and then had a huge breakthrough, maybe even when they least expect it. If you've been dealing with an injury, don't despair. You'll be back up before you know it. Hope is a great thing, but it is not enough. You must also have a plan that goes with your hope. What happens when you make that breakthrough? What's the next goal? Once you get over that injury, what is the plan for getting back to the fitness level you want to have? When you have a plan, hope is much easier to grasp. It is what drives your hope. Don't give up and have a plan. Pretty simple, really. As Christians, we have reason to be hopeful. Jesus died a horrific death just so we could have eternal hope. We have all read Isaiah 40:31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. There are good things for us at the end of our hope. But notice how the word hope in Isaiah forty thirty one is used as a verb. Those who hope means those who are putting actions to their hope. Hope can be a feeling, but it can also be something we do. Develop a plan that will show everyone around you that it is hope that drives you to execute your plan. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But honor the Messiah as Lord in your hearts. Always be ready to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. When we apply a plan to our hope, we are able to transfer that hope to others. That's the Great Commission. Whether we're talking about trusting our training plans or living righteously, hope is a chief motivator. Never forget... Never forget that hope. Keep it in front of you all the time, and you may never need motivation from anywhere else.
1: That's a great story, Dean. I think I need to say that we don't condone the experiment that took for place, sure. uh, but it, there's a great lesson to be learned there, there. yeah, uh, for sure. I, yeah, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of a wacky experiment. I don't, I don't, I don't understand the experiment. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's hope is a very, very mm-hmm. powerful thing.
0: It is. It is. And I think we often stop, though, at hope, and we don't go one step further
1: mm-hmm.
0: and go, okay, I have the hope. Like, you know, like we, we have the hope uh, of, of heaven, and we, we've got Jesus. We know how all this all ends. So we could just sit back, mm-hmm. right, and, and enjoy the fact that we know our final destination. But that's not what God calls us to do. God calls us to put in action um and, and share that hope with others so that they can have that same that same thing that we have right I
1: think I've heard it said before hope without a plan is a wish yeah yeah that's um, a good, that's a, a, good one. A, a wish with hope, hope has action to it we yeah. we think of it as a stagnant word but it's it's not it's 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 putting actions behind What you're considering.
0: Yeah. There's a guy I listen to. He talks about wanting versus deciding. I think I even wrote a story about wanting versus deciding. And an example is he he talks about the the whole Ukraine-Russia thing. Hmm. He talks about how the reason why Russia hasn't just run over Ukraine is because Ukraine decided that they were going to stand up as long as it took. And Russia wants to take over Ukraine. And the difference in how they think about that is why the much less powerful country is hold is holding up, is because <laughs> they have decided that they're they're willing to fight for it.
1: Well, all you got to do is look at the state of Israel.
0: Yeah, there you go. I mean, same thing. What
1: a hundred million people around them that want to wipe them off the face of the earth, but yep. um, they have the ultimate hope. I mean, they <laughs> ha- they have the promise of God. That's right. But it's it's the same principle. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: that goes to everything that we do. Um, I've, I've talked about it before. The reason I can run every day is because I've already decided I'm going to run sure. today. I just have to decide when I'm going to run today. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole different frame. And what the way we look at things and it can be that way for you too. If you're in the couch to marathon program, um, it's not a matter of, are you going to get to the marathon? It's okay. What do I do today mm-hmm. to get me one step closer to that goal? Um, that, the way you frame, the way you think about these things is is so critical to success in anything that we do. Uh, a lot of times, when we see big breakthroughs, um, a lot of times somebody has has hoped for a long time, but they put action to mm. their mm. hope, and uh, and eventually mm. it it comes around to to, to them hitting that breakthrough. Right. Uh, we see it. We see it all the time, right? It's a good word, Dean. Yep.
1: At Run For God, we care about more than just your exercise. We care about your relationship with God, and we believe that the music you listen to while you run can help you build your relationship with God. That's why we partner with J Radio. J Radio offers a variety of positive and Christian playlists to listen to while you run. You can find a playlist that I put together on the Run For God station at J Radio.
0: Every week I share a reason why running is so awesome. And this is this week's reason. It helps to reduce symptoms of depression and anxiety. When you run, you release endorphins. Um, Those endorphins help to reduce the uh, symptoms of depression and the idea of depression. You also release norepinephrine, um, which helps reduce stress. And who among us does not want less stress Mm -hmm. well running can produce less stress because of the hormones that are released when you do it so we were talking about this yesterday with somebody and it was um the point is because somebody asked it was one of the girls on the soccer team they had just got through doing a mile time trial and they said how in the world can anybody get to a point where they like running (laughs) and uh the truth is it takes a little bit of time. It does. Uh, because yeah. all of this stuff that happens when we run, the things that, re- that reduce depression and anxiety are things that it's multiple times of getting out there that well, will really you, make the difference.
1: If you've never done it, you don't really know those dots to connect. But once right. you connect those dots that, mm-hmm. hey, if I go out and run, I feel better the rest of the day. You know, if you've never done it before, you may be attributing that feeling better the rest of the day to something else. But yeah. once you start to connect those dots, I mean— Holly tells me all the time, you know, you need to go run. Yeah. You know, if I'm getting cranky or whatever, she, she knows the benefit of it. We all mm-hmm. know the benefit of it. Yep. Uh, but for some people, it, it takes a little while to connect those dots.
0: It does. It does. Yeah. Debbie's the same way.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> be less stressed. Run and be blessed. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about anxiety. Performance anxiety is a thing, right? So we, we see it all the time. We see athletes who have trouble with performance because of their anxiety, mm-hmm. um, and it that can be somebody who's an elite athlete all the way down to somebody who is uh, you know just trying to finish a race. And I remember reading in the book "How Bad Do You Want It" about people athletes who literally sabotage their races mm-hmm. because of their anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, and that's it because they don't want to face the 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 toughness of the race or whatever it is and um you know when i'm coaching you hear me say the word what's one word you hear more often than anything else relax Mm -hmm. relax i'm constantly telling them to relax because all that tension is you see so many times they're running their shoulders are up around their ears and it's because they're so tense well that takes energy and um, it takes energy away from running, and a lot of times it just—it's just relaxed. But it's that way too in our brain as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Our brain needs to relax, and the way that I frame it for people is: whenever somebody has performance anxiety, is I tell them to focus on the process, and not on, let's say, a race, if that's what you're anxious about. Right. And because if you think about the entirety of the race, it can become overwhelming. But if you think about Here's where I want my heart rate to be. Uh, This is what I want my pace to be. This is what I'm going to do at mile one. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking about the process of the race, um, that overwhelming feeling can just go away. Yeah, and uh, it can make a big difference. Um, We had last year. We had an athlete who was um, she was she was having a hard time with performance anxiety, and um, so I had her talk to a friend of mine. Uh, and he kind of helped her reframe. She was afraid. What it turns out to be is she was afraid of uh, of just crashing, of, of uh, I don't know what you want, blowing up, I think we call it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and we, her and I had had this discussion before, but a lot of times it helps coming from another person. And uh, so this other person said, so what if you do? <laughs> you know, and yeah. it was like, okay. Okay, you know, it's not that big a deal. And so she started getting more aggressive and it worked and she made a huge breakthrough. Uh, So a lot of times making that huge breakthrough is just a matter of reframing what you do and and how you think about what it is you're trying to do. Um, Anxiety can cause a lot of problems. Um, But, you know, there's one place we can go Mm -hmm. to reduce the problems of anxiety. Right. Yeah. It's in that book right there. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much in there that can help us overcome so many different anxieties. Um, And in the grand scheme of things, when we know that God is still in charge, everything else is just minor, right?
1: Minor noise.
0: Minor noise. Yeah. Yep. How about a trivia question for this week? Here's one. What is the name of the race series where participants run 8 to 12 miles through an obstacle course? You know that one? I know that one. Yeah, yeah? Yeah. I've never run one of these. Have you? I haven't either. Yeah? It'd be it'd be cool to do it. It would be. I yeah. would enjoy it. Um, I went and watched kind of the baby version of this. It's a, it's a different race series. Yeah. And um, I watched my son run one of those. Oh, really? Uh, many years ago. and yeah. it, it was fun to watch him run run that. So, yeah. If you know the answer to that question, then you can send that to Dean at RunForGod.com. And um, we will send you... Uh, a code to get a discount on some run for god gear yeah a pretty good one yeah. so uh give us a uh give us the name of that race series and be the first one to send it to dnetrunforgod.com and you will win some cool run club stuff yeah cool All right, we'll finish off with a motivational thought of the week. This is much longer. Normally, it's just one little quote. This is a little bit longer than that, but I really like this. This comes from a guy named Andy Frisella, Um, kind of a motivational guy uh, that went through a lot in his own life and overcame a lot. And he says this, everybody has a different idea of what success means to them. You may think success is a certain amount of money. You may think success is a certain level of personal achievement. You may think success is about fame and influence. And the truth is, all of these ideas are valid and respectable, but only if it comes from your heart. Most people never find their true definition of success, which is why most people feel so lost in life. Want to know why, what I think success is? I believe it's a commitment to the constant pursuit of your own true potential. Notice how I say the pursuit of your potential and not the fulfillment of your potential. That's because your potential as a human is constantly evolving and changing through the skills you develop and the lessons you learn along your journey to becoming great. It's a moving target, one that you'll never be able to hit, which ultimately means success is not a destination, it's a choice. Hmm. Will you choose success for yourself? Yeah, that goes to all the things that we want to accomplish, and of course, he doesn't mention God in here. We want to, you know, we want God to help us with all those things. But all these points are valid points in that um, success means working. To, it's it's that idea of getting there. The race isn't about the moment you cross the finish line. It's about everything that you did prior to that time to get you to the finish line.
1: I like what he says at the end. It says ultimately, it means success is not a destination. It's a choice. I would say it's a journey. Yeah, because um, that's true. We. You never really reach success. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing thing.
0: Yeah, and the truth is, when we look a lot, we all know somebody who has this really deep spiritual life. You know, then we look at them and we we think ah, that's that's the relationship that I want with with Christ. And you know, for a, a lot of times, the difference is simply the way they look at God. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, they don't know any more than we do. Mm-hmm. They just it's the way they look at God, sure, and their perspective that that makes a difference. So if we can change the way we look at things, um, it can change our lives. All right. We're 132 podcasts in now. It's crazy. And, um, You've done we, a good job, Dane. We hope that you guys have enjoyed it. Yeah. Because we've enjoyed it. Yeah. For sure. So now until next week, may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean.
1: For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.